Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. Okay, this week we're going to talk about building associations. And what I mean by that, just kind of generally speaking, is we're going to replace some negative associations we have with some positive ones. For instance, every time you start to get nervous um, when you're walking into the ring, your current association might be oh my God, whenever I feel like this, something is going to go terribly wrong. Or that whenever I feel like this, I forget the course. Or whenever I feel like this, I send you know signals to my dog and they shut down in the ring, right? Or what, whatever your association, that's an association. And sometimes, especially with ring nerves, sometimes our ring nerves become anxiety and just escalate. And we start to get nervous about getting nervous, You've ever had that happen, right? You're afraid that like, you know, you're thinking about, you know, a trial, upcoming trial could be a big event, could just be a regular weekend trial. And you're now starting to get like, almost like pre-worried that you're going to be nervous and therefore this thing that you're dreading is going to happen, right? And those are all like building kind of associations with our brains because we've built this connection between that feeling of being nervous and the uh, something going quote wrong right or having a bad day or a bad run or you know not supporting our dog or screwing up the figure eight or like you know whatever it is that we were intending on doing well we think oh my god not this again and so that can be really crippling, right? And really triggering. And, you know, when I say triggering on this podcast, I just mean like small T trigger, right? This is not like a, you know, a, a horrible past event. So I, I want to make that clear. I don't want to offend anybody with that. But it is triggering in the sense, in the in the most basic sense of the word, in that you it's like an if-then statement. If I feel like this, then this thing is going to happen. Okay. And so sometimes when we put ourselves in new situations or something familiar happens, it triggers us in that it reminds us of a time. Now, most of us or a lot of us, we have negative triggers, right? Those things remind us of a terrible time, you know, or a time that we were really disappointed in ourselves or didn't do it well or didn't do it, you know, the way we expected or we were oh for the whole weekend, you know. And so that is, and then that stirs up all kinds of other emotions, right? And then we get in this kind of either rolling downhill or snowball effect or tsunami or whatever is the metaphor that you want to insert here, feel free to choose your favorite, then that's what kind of happens. And then it gets away from us, right? And that's why ring nerves can be kind of ring nerves left unchecked can be so powerful because we start to 
they, they start to run amok on us. And then we're thinking about thinking about things, right? We're, we're not even in our bodies anymore. We're certainly not in the present moment. And we're not in a place where we can do anything about it. And process goals, who dat, right? I mean, we just, we've lost our minds at that point. And so then we become afraid of that happening, right? Because we, at the end of the day, we're all here because we really want to perform well. We've got goals. We've got a mission that we are on. We've got titles to finish. We've got points to get, cues to collect. I mean, we've got things to do. And so in order to get out of our way, we need to sort of stop that that association, that automatic association, that knee-jerk association that just, quote, happens, okay? So what we want to talk about today is building better associations between things, right? And not just having these, you know, I feel like a lot of negative associations are almost, we don't, we don't think about them. They, they're just are almost kind of natural or they just sort of happen and we just sort of like let them and go with it. And we don't have to do that. We can make another choice. We are, have more control in those moments than we think we do. So I'm going to, talk about a few different examples. And since we were already on the topic of ring nerves, let's start there. So I was talking to a client um, in a coaching call the other day, and um, she was talking about, um, she said the phrase like, yeah, I, I forgot about my breathing. I forgot to do, even forgot to do the breathing exercises. And so um, it was interesting to me and I sort of like made a mental note. And in the stream of the conversation, you know, we went on to other things and came back to that later. But I thought that what was interesting and what I said it to her at the end was that instead of forgetting about these tools that you're learning about and that you're starting to use and, you know, through our coaching, starting to use different tools, I want the moment that you feel nervous to remind you of breathing, right? Because that's what's happening. And so in that moment you know, you, you feel nervous, you feel that like that feeling in your stomach, or you start to give yourself a headache, or, you know, you start to just be maybe snappy with your dogs or, you know, whatever it is, it is your like early warning signal that you're getting nervous about something. Okay. We all have them. We need to pay more attention to them. That's about building our awareness. But when we start to have that like early warning signal, and again, as early as we catch it, don't be hard on yourself here. Um, I want instead of it reminding you of like, oh no, I feel nervous or, oh my God, I can't do it. And, and, I, and I'm not going to be able to do it. Well, like, we're going to change that. And instead of it reminding you of that or reminding you of past experiences or reminding you of, you know, something somebody said or whatever it is, what if you, every time you felt that way, you thought of your breathing, you know, or every time you felt that way, you thought to like, think about being in the present moment or feeling like your feet in your shoes or something, feeling grounded, things like that. So what if you changed the association and you built a more positive, more helpful, more constructive, some would say, association in that moment? 
okay? And we have that choice, right? We can, we have the choice to think a different thought in that moment when we're starting to be nervous or we can feel ourselves sort of running amok or, you know, we know we need to ask ourselves this, this stupid question, as I say, right? To get that frontal lobe sort of thinking again and being rational and not being overtaken by the amygdala and other forces, right? So, and we've talked about that. So like, what if, you used something that is typically a trigger, like you feeling nervous, and you turned it into a reminder or an association to use one of your tools that you know really works for you. Okay. So it takes practice. You're not going to get that right the first time. All right. And maybe next time you feel nervous, it just reminds you of me. <laughs> and then you can just choose something different because you thought of me and that that at least breaks up the thought pattern for a minute, okay? So whatever works, <laughs> okay? But that can work too, all right? I do have clients who, my coaching clients who say like, yeah, you were kind of in my head this weekend. I'm like, okay, great. I love it. I love to be in that place. It's a great story. So um, that could help stop that tide because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to stop the old association and build a new association. Okay. I had a similar conversation, different client, different situation. And, um, she was having issues in agility with her, the con- some of the contact equipment. Right. And, um, and so she had had a problem more than a year ago with it that needed to be retrained, right? So she had to go back and do some retraining and she worked her butt off and, you know, she and her instructors, you know, really worked out a great plan and and they made tons of progress and the progress was showing. And because in the last year or so, like the dog had been really great on the contact equipment, but she had a situation where, um, the dog missed a contact. And for those of you who don't do agility, it's that like yellow section on the bottom of the, like we used to call them wood, but the wood stuff, cause they're fiberglass and whatever aluminum and all that good stuff now, but like where the dog has to go up and over something, a dog walk, a teeter, you know, an A-frame, something like that. Anywho, um, the dog needs to hit the yellow at the end. And so she had a, uh, a moment where her dog didn't do that in a trial. And it was triggering for her because what it did was it brought back the flood of memories and really strong emotions about the hell (laughs) that she went through in retraining that behavior. And her thought was, and, and the thought was almost as much in her body as it really was in her mind. The thought was, um, oh my God, it's back oh my God, all those troubles, all those struggles, all of that stuff. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's back, right? And we walked through a scenario and, you know, and really we kind of used um, statistics, right? Statistically speaking, it was one time out of how many, you know, those kinds of things and talked it through. But at the end of which, what I wanted her to look at is now instead of seeing contact equipment as, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what if it's back? What if I have this problem again? What if, what if, what if? What if it just became a handling cue? You see this kind of approach or you see this kind of equipment or you see this kind of line or this path or whatever. What if it just became a reminder, a handling cue instead of the association that you currently have, which is panic, (laughs) right? Or, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. And so in that way, we built different associations and we diffuse the panic, 
or the anxiety or even the just the nerves or the, just a little bit of nudge of like, eh, you know, we diffuse that and we created a new behavior out of it for her that was much more um, steeped in confidence and in all the good experiences she has had with this dog on this type of equipment over the last year plus now. Okay. So again, that's a new association. She doesn't naturally or didn't naturally have that association. But now when she sees that setup or maybe even a particular approach or something like that, she's like, it's just a handling cue. I just have to remember to do X, Y, and Z because she knew that if she did X, Y, and Z, or maybe just X and Y, that her contacts were going to be fine. It was going to be fine. But right now it had become a trigger to make her panic and worry. All right. Is that making sense? So think about some of the things that you have that you have built sort of negative associations with and what that leads to. Okay. And I desperately need a glass of water. I'll be right back. Okay. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever thought about coaching? Because one-on-one coaching lets us dive into your specific challenges and create tailored solutions. Because at the end of the day, no one has your exact challenges, and we all know that everyone has different goals. So through coaching, you'll get that breakthrough faster, basically. And I know it's true because I see it in my clients week after week. So if you're ready to take your mental game to the next level, let's chat. Okay, back to the show. All right. I'm back. Thanks for that. All right. So when we talk about this and the reason that we, I know I have confidence, I I know you can do it and build these new associations is it goes back to this concept or kind of relates to this concept of habit stacking or anchoring when we are thinking about building new habits or new associations, right? So what we do is we use something that we're already doing and we layer something else onto it, okay? So the example that people use a lot when they're talking about anchoring and building new habits, right? Because that's what we're talking about here. We have to, in order to build these, we want to build these associations so those associations have to become our new way of thinking or our new habit, right? So when people talk about anchoring, they talk about taking something like brushing your teeth, right? So like you brush your teeth every morning and what you want to do is anchor in, um, take something like brushing your teeth and add to it, right? So like stack a new habit on it or anchor a new habit to something you're already doing. So every time you brush your teeth, you also, you know, while the toothbrush is in your mouth, you also walk down the hallway and remember to fill the water bowl. I don't know whatever, go with me. Just easy example. Um, so that's, the, so now when you brush your teeth, you're going to think, oh, do, do the dogs have water? Okay. And so that's really what we're talking about. We want to use that. And that really works by the way. All right. That is a really great way to form new habits, right? I mentioned that I, um, have started being better about meditating more regularly because I've attached the habit I want, meditating more, to a habit that already exists. And quite frankly, I messed around with a bunch of different things, trying to anchor it, trying to get it to stick to something essentially. And it didn't work until I stuck it on the end of my workouts. Okay. So the good news is, is I'm really good about meditating at the end of my workouts. The bad news is if I don't work out, I don't meditate. Right. Okay. 
goes both ways, I suppose. Um, but that is a way to make a new habit or a new association in your brain stick because you, you nail it to something that you're already doing. Does that make sense? So any of you who want to start a new habit or stop a habit or replace a habit, like think about what you can anchor it to or stack it on top of, right? So habit stacking or anchoring, all right? So, so that. So when we take that and we know, thank you, science, that that works and that that is very successful, then what we want to do is start identifying those behaviors or feelings, emotions, memories, triggers to something more positive for when we walk into the ring. Okay. So if you have a problem with ring nerves, if you can define when it is that, or, you know, what is your early warning signal? Is it in your body? Are you, you know, um, you know, what is it that is telling you that you're getting nervous? Even sometimes before you realize you're getting nervous, um, is there something that sets you off? Is it just driving to the trial? Is there some other thing that is sort of setting you off? what is that? That's going to happen anyway, right? You're still going to drive to the trial. You're still going to be, you know, maybe when you're walking the course in the morning or something like that, and maybe that's when you get nervous or, you know, maybe it is when you show up at the uh, obedience trial and it's that moment of when you're setting up your crate inside and you're like, oh my God, it's getting real or whatever it is for you. You're going to keep doing those things. You're going to keep setting up your crate. You're going to keep walking the course. You're going to keep you know, maybe driving through Starbucks or something in the morning or whatever. So when you do those things, that's your moment to check in with yourself, right? Anchor a new habit to it. Anchor in your breathing exercise to it. Attach your, you know, mantra to that moment, right? That's why, you know, I'm such a believer in having really strong rituals. You know, we talk a lot about rituals, 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 rituals. And basically what it is, is just developing really great morning habits. And when you kind of dissect your ritual, if you think about um, what they are, um, they're really just a bunch of habits stacked on top of one another, right? I have a habit of when I get to the trial, the first thing I do is I go inside. I, you know, if I'm putting a crate inside, great. Um, If not, I kind of check where everything is. I check in the gate, you know, how's the trial running? Is it ahead? Is it behind? you know, da, 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 da. Then I go walk my dogs. Maybe I'll let them walk around inside and see what their, what job, what game we're playing that day. Um, and then set them away. You know what I mean? Like all of these things that I do in the morning, all the way up until I go with my dog when their ex dogs out, you know, depending on the sport, you know, for rally or something, it might just be like a couple dogs, you know, for obedience, it might just be one dog. Um, and agility's 10, you know, whatever. But like I go out and I get them, they potty, I bring them in, they warm up, da 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 All those are is a bunch of little habits that I've added on because I know that they work to create this sort of ritual that I really fiercely protect because I know that that is very grounding to us and is like it puts me back in control it helps calm any nerves that I might have it includes it reminds me to say my mantras it reminds me to breathe it reminds me of all of these other things that are all positive associations and so we're setting ourselves up and I say we because it's me my dogs like the whole thing for all of us it's setting us up to have the best possible experience that we can right? And so when we think about um, 
like if I get nervous at all during that process, right? Because of course, like I'm not a robot. Um, so if I get nervous at all during that process, I'm like, okay, what am I feeling? What do I need to do? Oh, I was forgetting to breathe. I forgot I was even holding a dog. You know, have you ever had that experience where you're like getting ready to go in the ring and you're like, oh, right, there's a dog next to me. Or you're just mindlessly being the human Pez dispenser and you don't even know like your dog. I mean, you might be feeding your dog. You assume you're feeding your dog. I don't know, maybe another dog wandered up that you're feeding. You don't know because you're not paying attention. You know, you're so like out of body in that moment that if someone would have switched dogs on you, you'd have been like, yeah, that feels about right. (laughs) You have definitely had those moments where you look back at your dog and you're like, yeah, sorry, sorry. I was kind of in my head there for a minute, you know, but it reminds me to get back into the present moment. And I, for me, being in the present moment, feeling my feet, you know, through my shoes, touch the ground, like those things are very impactful for me and really make a difference for me being able to put together a decent run. (laughs) Okay. But before I could do all of that, I had to consciously stack those things together to build more positive associations. And now, like I I use the word, I use the phrase rather fiercely protect my rituals because they're that important to me. Like when I I just do, they're so important to like the, how the day and the run is going to go that it matters that much to me. Right. Well, I didn't start off that way. I had to build those associations because now I associate a, you know, my rituals and all of that with setting myself up for success. Okay, so we have more control than we probably think we do over building those positive associations and having those associations work for us instead of against us, right? Um, I had a coaching client once who just was kind of terrified of repeating the past. So every time she talked about a tri- going to a trial, she ju- all she did was it reminded her of the past, And she would immediately, you know, I would ask her questions like, okay, tell me about what your plan is for the weekend. And she would start, you know, she'd do like, da-da, I'm going to do that, da-da. And she'd be like, but that one time, but what if that happens? And And she was immediately back three years ago because the association that she had built was this trial, when I get to this point in it, it all goes like it did three, four years ago. And for her, it was a long time ago that she was continuing to replay. She had that old event just going on a loop in her brain and it was owning her, right? So we had to really break that apart and we, she had to be, and it was hard because it was really embedded for her and it, she really had to even like forgive herself for, you know, a previous performance and for all of these things. And we really had to break it apart and really work to build new associations but it's possible. It's possible. You just have to sort of catch yourself. And so now when you catch yourself feeling, you know, a negative reaction or trigger or something, what is the more positive thought that you can have, right? Just start there. Just start with a, what's a more positive thought? Even if it's, you're like, ah, you know, caught you brain, (laughs) got you brain trying to be mean to me. That's not what, that's not the thought we're going to have today. You know, even if it just serves as like someone, it feels like almost someone snapping their fingers in front of your face, kind of, which is rude, I realize. But like, you know, that old like snap out of it sort of thing. That's what you're doing for yourself. And you can do that for yourself. You have the power to do that for yourself and then therefore build a new association. 
So in short, (laughs) what I want you to try to do is think about, or this weekend or this week when you're doing stuff with your dogs, think about something that is like instantly triggering for you and think about what's the replacement thought you'd rather have or what's the replacement action you'd rather take, like doing breathing or like, you know, just counting to three, you know, um, or holding criteria or just using it as a handling cue. So what is the replacement? What would you rather feel like? And it's probably easier to do that sort of away from the moment, you know, come up with the replacement because in the moment, You're just like, I don't know. I just don't want to feel this, right? Well, we know that don't doesn't really work. You got to find what your replacement is and you got to really figure out what you want to feel instead. Or as we started this conversation, remember to breathe. You know, when you start to feel like this, remember to breathe or remember to put your headphones in or, you know, remember your process goals, remember your mantra, whatever it is, let that negative thing be an association for something positive that helps you get out of that moment and into a better one. All right. I hope that makes sense. I hope that you can think about what new associations you want to build for yourself. And most of all, I want you to understand that you are empowered to do this. You can take control of this. This, These thoughts don't have to run you. You actually get to run your thoughts. It's like when, when we finally figure out that we really can do that, it is a game changer. So like I always say, no matter what you're up to this week, I hope you have a great week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.